0: The following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker, June Hunt. June, if anyone has looked at our keys for living that are over 100 topics and uh, so many topics that you do cover in those, Very often, almost all the time, you, at the beginning of that and an introduction to a particular topic, you'll have Mm -hmm. a personal story, just a biographical Mm, uh, connection with that topic. And uh, there is uh, one of our keys for living on divorce. So what is your personal story about divorce?
1: Hmm. Well, to this day, I remember seeing a smile on my sister's lips, but not in her eyes. Uh, She was married, but I, I just remember when she would smile, I didn't see the smile, Uh, meaning I I was hearing her words of welcome, uh, but without, it was like there was a void in her voice. And it's like, I remember personally seeing but saying nothing. I didn't mention it. Um, I, I remember thinking, she's smiling, but she's not. She appears present, but she's not. She looks together, but she's not. And I remember thinking uh, a world of words to say, but saying not, <laughs> saying mm-hmm. nothing. So I, I wish I'd said something. Uh, this was years ago, but I, I, I wish I had uh, spoken words of care and concern and, and just literally spoke my observation, um, with words of compassion, or at least tried. Um, And I did care. I was concerned. I felt compassion. Again, still saying nothing. And I I know that while growing up, in my growing up years, uh, we were not permitted to speak up or speak out. So um, I unfortunately maintained that through a, a portion of of my adult years. Uh, then I heard these words, just, just the word, divorce, they're getting a divorce, and my heart sunk. I thought, oh, my heart hurts for her. Uh, eventually, at long last, I do speak. I just said, I am so very, very sorry. What can I do to help? Mm. And her response was, "Don't worry about me. I'll be okay. Just re- reach out to my girls." I think, "Okay, good. I can do something." And uh, they, they were young girls. I mean, um, I think like uh, maybe four and six, or could be younger. But so I. I I remember a number of times bringing food to her, uh, giving her a gift, but periodically she kept saying, remember, reach out to my girls. And I remember (laughs) one day she was angry with me. She said, why aren't you reaching out to my girls? Because I was thinking, I'm reaching out to her, but... If I'm in this case, if I'm really reaching out to her, I'm going to do what she's asked me to do, reach out to the girls. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, whoever has ears, let them hear. I don't think I was hearing. Um, And uh, it was pay attention, affirm, uh, encourage her daughter's tender hearts. And as children, they also are experiencing um, or will experience the the pain of separation. And um, they don't know how to process this pain. So I I remember um, I bought two brightly colored Easter egg baskets um, uh, and... um, my friend and I, Eleanor and I, we went to pick up this pair of, of girls for a sleepover, and they're just tickled pink. They're so excited, mm-hmm. and so the next morning we hid gum, the bubble gum, in the wrapper all around. Um, at that time, I lived in an apartment, and so we went outside, and you know we did a. One, one of them couldn't speak. Bubble gum. She called it gubble gum, <laughs> and so, so here's Catherine and Kimberly. Oh no, they. I remember they were age four and two, and they would just giggle and run to find the gum, the gubble gum, and um, between you know hidden flowers or, or uh, below branches beneath bushes, and I'll never forget their gleeful giggles. Uh, They they were adults uh, with their own children right now. But uh, I think the issue is, the Bible says, look out not only for your own interests, but take an interest in others. That's Philippians uh, 2, verse 4. And from that point on, I became especially sensitive to the needs of these two nieces, not, not just their physical needs, but their emotional and spiritual needs. And my sister was going on, uh, living with her own agony, but I, I saw how clueless I was because she was just so upset that I wasn't re- doing the one thing she asked, reach out to my girls. Um, and I think that, is, uh, that was speaking love to her. So we need to to really listen when someone asks us, please do this.
2: Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches, and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is—family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life—June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917-917. We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over
3: in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians one you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org. pray When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer.
0: are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics that we bring up here on the program, just call our customer support team there at 800-488-HOPE, anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the right resources. Perhaps there's something on our website that you can take a look at, free resources there, and uh, lots of uh, sources, uh, lots of titles for you to choose from there, as well as looking into our Keys for Living and other books, the Bible studies that are there on the website. And the customer support can recommend some of those to you, get those ordered and in the mail to you pretty quickly. So if you'd like to talk with them and let them know what kind of struggles, what issues you might be dealing with in your life, and then they'll recommend some resources for you. So their number is 800-488-HOPE, and I will recommend one of our keys for living, as June was talking about the keys for living on divorce. That's called uh, Beginning Again from Brokenness, and customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. You can also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Let's turn to our caller for tonight. We have a listener on WZZW in West Virginia. Tonight, we welcome Jean.
1: Hello, Jean. Welcome to HOPE. Hi, June. How are you? Um, wonderful, thank you. How can we help you?
4: Uh, I'm not really sure to, where to begin. I don't even know how I got here, actually. Um, I got served today with divorce uh, papers from my husband.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, so and when you said, I don't know how we got here... You're talking about how, what, what, what has caused ultimately the the real reason for the divorce. Is that what you're saying?
4: Yeah, it's, we've been married 24 years. Um, that was in June. And then we've been together for 30 because we, we dated for seven years before that. Mm. And we actually have, we have two kids together. Um, one just turned 16 and, uh, the other one, uh, he's twenty. He's uh, he's in college, mm. and um, I don't know. It seems like over the past maybe seven years, just we've had issues that we w- always would be able to seem to resolve them, mm. and um, I guess. A year ago, I kind of noticed things started changing, but I didn't really dig deep into figure, try to figure out what was going on. I just thought it was just, oh, it's just, you're just thinking crazy, you know, weird, wild thoughts. Not There's nothing wrong.
1: What did you see that was different? You said, I noticed things were changing
4: well my husband he was um he's always been a pretty affectionate person um or even you know touch your shoulder when he goes by you you know just those little you know things that you know everything's okay mm-hmm. um, but I started noticing he wasn't holding my hand and that went on for a while and then i noticed that uh he wouldn't take me on um pick up deliveries he he has his own business and so sometimes um when the kids were in school uh he would take me and we would go pick up his delivery order and then we would go eat lunch and we we would spend us time together Mhm. And so I thought that was kind of weird that, you know, that kind of stopped. And so then, you know, I never said anything to him about it. And then it was I couldn't put my legs across his legs. Uh I couldn't put my feet on his legs. I couldn't sit mm-hmm. on his lap. Uh he got to the point that he didn't want to kiss me. Um he didn't want to hug. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, my son got sick in gen- this past January when he was in at, away at college. And um, well, he got sick before that. He had COVID, and so I brought him home, and um, of course, I took care of him. And uh, then in January, he got sick um he ended up having peritonsillitis abscesses Mm. and so um he worked in a hospital um still going to college you're talking
1: about your your son yes
4: yeah the one that he just turned 20 in april um so he was 19 at the time and so um he had to have um where they go in and lance the uh, abscesses and they weren't getting any better as often as they went in and, and drained them um, so the ENT, she sent them off and they were uh, antibiotic resistant. Oh. So she had to do one surgery on him um, and he spent a couple days in the hospital Um, she really went in and cleaned them and it, you know, doused them with antibiotics and kept him on antibiotics. And she said, when, uh, spring break rolls around, I'm going to take his tonsils out as long as, you know, he's doing good and his inflammation marker is down. So, um, this is when I think I noticed it was just starting to, it started crumbling. Um, only supposed to be there for three to five days. I was there almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I noticed when I would call home in the evening time, my husband didn't want to talk to me. He was very short. Um, and then when he came to pick me up, um, he didn't say much to me on the way home and it's like a three-hour drive home. So we get home and um I sat on our living room couch and you know, same same spot I sit set that set for seven years and I sat in the same spot and I thought something's wrong. Hmm. And so I looked at him and I said, What's wrong with these cushions? Hmm. I said, Are these the replacement cushions that the company had sent me he said yes and I said well where are the old ones he says I burnt them didn't get you know just him and my daughter here for the whole time that I was gone didn't give me any rhyme or reason or even call and ask me hey you know we found this was wrong with the cushions. Is it okay if we burn them? But when I left, there was nothing wrong with them. So that moment there is when I thought, okay, this isn't right. Something is seriously wrong. And it just it just got worse as the days went by. And, um, you know... I made sure I made the initiative to, uh, you know, kiss him on the cheek or pat him on the shoulder or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it got to the point, like, I couldn't even touch him when we went to bed to go to sleep. And that's something that we have always done ever since we started, you know, uh, after, you know, we got married. And so um, I would say in the past six months, maybe a little bit longer, it's gotten really bad. Like um, I'm going to say six to eight weeks ago, he uh, told me I was no longer allowed to uh, sleep in the bed. I had to sleep on the couch or the floor.
1: Mm. And, and I have health issues that, that, that's unusual because usually the husband leaves the yeah. bed and yeah. Uh, yeah. if I mean, of course as you're, as you're talking uh, when, when there's such a change in affection I usually think okay what's her name you know exactly. not, not, lit- not literally but just uh, there's someone else who's yeah. a part who's taken their place
4: Yeah, and so um, I was bound and determined. Like, he never did work on Saturdays, you know, to go look at jobs for, I mean, he would every now and then. But it became a pattern every Saturday. Oh, I've got to go look at a job. Oh, I've got to go look at a job. And he'd be gone three or four hours. And so that's when I said... He has to be meeting somebody else. There is mm-hmm. someone else. And so um, I said something to him one day when he came home, and he just got absolutely livid with me. And it got to the point where nothing is my business. He'll do what he wants when he wants. Um I was basically being told, uh, I'm a married man, but I'm going to live a single man's life. That's that's hmm. the, the message I was getting in return. And mm-hmm. he got mad because I pinged him. Um, you know, you can go on Google and do background searches of people. Um, And you can ping people's cell phone locations and all that. Well, he didn't like that. And then he got caught. Um, He didn't tell me he was going to a lawyer's office. Um, And I pinged his cell phone again that day. And it happened to give me an apartment number, not a lawyer's address, but an apartment number. Mm -hmm. And so... I drove over there and um, his van was was parked in the back lot and so I got out and I went up to the apartments, and the guy met me at the door and he went and said, you know, can I help you? And so I told him, I'm looking for my husband. And he said, uh, well, there's a guy that rents an apartment down at the end of the hallway. Um, Mm. He works out at you know, he works out of town, and he he comes in every so often. So I went and I knocked on the door. You know how you get; you're gonna fight for your van. Mm-hmm. And so the the guy says, uh, "He's not in there. He's getting in his van and he's leaving." So he tried to outrun me, um, mm-hmm. and I ended up catching up with him.
1: Hmm. Wow. Well. Well, okay, I'm I'm definitely getting the picture. You are doing a good job of explaining. Um, When there is an alienation of affection, which it's sometimes called, um, there will be a change of emotional response and a distancing. That's typical and... Obviously, this is painful to you uh, because it's betrayal. So uh, we'll come back to your story.
5: Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org.
0: If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, We want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of hope for the heart offering God's truth for today's problems. If you have any questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address what's going on in your life. Keys for Living Provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics such as stress, anxiety, fear, abuse, marriage, parenting, and so many more. Over uh, forty topics that are updated in our new store, and uh, you can find the information there at hopefortheheart.org/store. The updated keys for living are there, also the Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's um, Bible studies and other books. It's all there at hopefortheheart.org/store. If you'd like to talk to somebody directly about that and get those ordered. You can do that uh, by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And again, the number 800-488-HOPE, that's 800 488 Let's get back to our conversation tonight with Jean. Well,
1: Jean, I'm, I'm hearing you loud and clear in terms of the key phrase that you said, he stopped being affectionate. Um, I'm gathering that you had a normal interaction, little things that would be just between the two of you. And you've been married for 24 years, so uh, that's a long time to have normal affection. But then all of a sudden there's a major change. And correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I think you were saying... Therefore, you couldn't, you know, sit on his lap, no kissing, just the the normal affectionate outreaches, the little things, uh, all that drastically changed. Is that correct?
4: Yeah. And, um, you know, I would say something to him, you know, well, why not? And he's like, because we don't need to. And I'm like well, why not? We're married. It's something that we've always done. And Mm -hmm. so I I could just hear the difference in the way he was saying saying things. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: And so, to make a long story short, I know because we only have an hour, um, so he uh, he would got a new phone, and he kept it 24-7 in his pants pocket or on the arm of the couch or his leg. It never left his sight. Mm-hmm. And so that really confirmed my suspicions. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm one that has to investigate. You know, I just can't sit by and just not do anything. Okay, And, you know, and... And many, many, many prayers and outcries to God um, when it got to the point that he just totally cut me off, financially, everything. He was even taking change and locking the change up, so I couldn't get the change.
1: Oh, my goodness. Hmm.
4: And so, um, you know, he kept threatening to file for a divorce. If you don't do this, I'm going to file for a divorce. If you do this, I, I won't. Um, he, I think the angle he was trying to get at was to find a concrete reason to divorce me. And I feel that he is very controlling. Um... And I know people don't like the word narcissistic, Um, but, you know, that's kind of what I feel like he has Mm -hmm. um, by trying to control, and everything's my fault, and I didn't say that, and you're crazy, and just, you know, just... Mm. The common things that they say, you know, and they're always the victim, you know. And when they're, you know, mentally abusing you and emotionally abusing you and, you know, I have anxiety and depression and just a host of other health issues. And um, that's what he was feeding off of. That's what he was trying to blame me for. Mm-hmm. And, and I told him, you know, I said, we have been through worse. We, we can fix this. We can work through this. But you have to be a willing party. You, want, you have to want this to work. And he says, it's not going to work. I said, it's not going to work because you don't want it to work. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it just, like I said, it got worse from there on. It, you know, it got to the point that um, they would go out to eat and bring something back home. They wouldn't bring me anything to eat. Um, my vehicle needs tires and engine lights on. um the anti lock brake system is on. Uh, he hasn't rode in that car in probably eight or nine months, maybe longer. He's not getting it fixed. I'm on my own. He's done with me. He says he doesn't love me and he cannot stand me.
2: Mm.
1: And when you so, said, you said when they, you said when we would go out to eat, now uh, you said it, it was a plural. Then, but they would not bring you anything home. Are you talking yeah. about uh, your da- uh, daughter, your your sixteen year old daughter?
4: Yeah, her with him, my husband, and then when my son was in for the for the summer break. Oh,
1: okay, and so
4: they they still do that. My my husband and my daughter they they still do that. Um. And he says he's oh, not bringing. You're saying, me,
1: yeah, they go out to eat, but they don't bring anything back for you.
4: No, like even oh. if they go to Wendy's, they won't oh. bring me nothing back to eat. Or even Subway, and then come come home to you bring it home to eat. They won't bring me anything. So, hmm. um, you know, I I will only went to a counselor because my anxiety just went. Through the roof from all of this stress, and then I developed high blood pressure from it, and then you know I'm, I, you just kind of don't know what what to do anymore, um, especially when you're kicked out of your own bed, um, and then he changes the lock the lock on the bedroom door to where he only has the key, so I can't get in. Um, I mean, it's just, he doesn't speak to me, uh, so I'm sleeping in my son's room while he's not here, um, and I've been moving things out little by little, and, um, you know, I'm still trying to find a a lawyer to represent me because I, I don't work. You know, I haven't worked in 16 years. Um, I have no money because he's cut me off. Um, I don't have a job. And so, therefore, I have no way to pay for a lawyer. And the papers that were served to me today, um, it's very um, demeaning. Um, I'm not... I'm trying to think of a good, it's mudslinging, Um, Mm. there's lies, Um, so, you know, I'm really nervous and and scared because I don't have a lawyer and all these accusations that he's making that that I've stalked him and I've done this and I've done that and, you know, I've caused him emotional abuse to where he has anxiety and uh which I know is a, a big fat lie. Um mm-hmm. says he's been to the emergency room visits for the anxiety. Um, I know what anxiety looks like. I know what it feels like. You know, I know what panic attacks feel like. And mm-hmm. he does not show any any of those signs. He's too controlling to let anything get to him. And, you know, he he likes to threaten or bully. I'm going to only tell you one time, you, we can do this the simple way or we can do this the hard way. And I take that as a threat or he's being a bully to me. Mm. So, um, and he... he Like I said, he says, I don't have to talk to you. So there's days we don't say one word. Mm
1: -hmm. He'll get
4: in the vehicle and he'll leave and won't tell me where he's going and won't tell me when he's coming home. And uh, my daughter is just right there with him. She doesn't want to carry a conversation on with me. And I do not know how to fix that. Uh... And it, it really breaks my heart because, you know, I told her many years ago that, you know, mother and daughter should be best friends. And, you know, my son's never been disrespectful until mm-hmm. this past summer when he was in, when all this was going on. Um, he really shattered my heart.
1: Mm. Uh, in what way? What happened?
4: He just got really um, upset at me. Um, I, I asked him what was wrong, and he said, You don't want me to tell you what's wrong. I said, If I didn't want you to tell me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have asked. And so he just started blurting all these things out, and and I'm like, Well, um, it's nice to know how you really feel about your mother you know when mm-hmm. i've taken care of you since you were were you know even before you were born um so you know it's just and he's you know they've been told what to be, what to believe what to say um
1: You're saying your husband is the one who has actually uh, communicated a lot of negative things about you. Is that what you're saying?
4: Yes. Yes. Mm. He says that it's me, that the kids see it. Um, So, you know, I just, I don't know. I keep praying that God sends me the right lawyer uh, because I so desperately need one now that I've got my divorce papers.
1: Okay. Um, so, sounds as though what he does is he poisons the well of your children. Um, you're older. Well, you they're basically almost young adults, at least the son is. And, um, so now you're looking for a lawyer Um, and yet you said I really don't have money so we'll, we'll talk about that when we return
6: no matter what you're facing there's hope sometimes it's hard to believe that when we face challenges at home work, in our family or maybe a private struggle it can be hard to see what God is doing the good news is You're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at one 800 seventeen. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life.
7: Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Voyagech, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at HopeTogether.com. That's HopeTogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference.
0: back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver and we want to help you and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday 8 to 5 Central Time. They are on hand to answer your questions, to hear from you, to understand what it is that uh, you struggle with and you'd like to receive some information uh, from them about uh, a particular topic. We have Keys for Living that we're recommending tonight on divorce called Beginning Again from Brokenness. Also, we have uh, brought up the topic of manipulation and that is called Cutting the Strings That Control. Those two and many other resources are available as you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800 800-488- 488 Maybe there's something going on in your life and you'd like to have a discussion about that on a future broadcast with uh, June. And uh, we would like to introduce uh, you to, to a- each other uh, by way of our program, Hope in the Night. Just call us at 800 seventeen. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-17. And when you call, just leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night and see what questions you would have and uh, what you would uh, be helped by by in that conversation. So give us a call at 800 seventeen. That's 800-644-4817. And we do have availability in the next few days, and we'd love to hear from you. Let's return now to our conversation with Jean. Well, Jean,
1: um, when there's behavior like what you've just described, it can be um, so disempowering, meaning you you feel uh totally out of control because he is very controlling and um i know you said that um you don't have money uh because of what he how he has basically cut you off there is something called legal aid of West Virginia. Am I correct that you live in West Virginia? Yes. Okay. Um, Every state has their own state laws, meaning what uh, is applicable for people in Texas where I am could be very different from whatever this state is of another person specifically for you, West Virginia. And um, I think at issue is if you're seeking to just uh, do what is appropriate for you in this situation, because your choices are very limited and you can't make another person tell the truth. Um, and it the accusations, the, and this is going to be important. Um, my heart goes out to you because of what I experienced um, with my mom and uh, things my dad would do. Um, and, you know... He would say, your mother's mentally ill. Well, I knew she wasn't. But that's painful, and yet that is, as you said, your husband said, you're crazy. Um, this is a common uh, accusation. And it uh, I'll say it <laughs> this way. It's really not about you when someone is throwing accusations it's painful but it's very important that you understand this is the m o of many many adulterers they want it to be your fault and yeah. that way they don't feel guilty, guilty. but you typically Narcissists don't feel guilty anyway. So, no. I, and I'm saying that because a, a few. Yeah, you know, I remember I I would live sometimes just for my dad to admit he was wrong. Well, that's not something to live for because that's um, my my dad was not a believer at the time, and meaning he. He said, "I'm not a Christian. I don't have to go by Christian ethics." And so, what I thought was surely that he would not say the things he would say. You know, all these things. I I was wrong, and I. But I didn't know what was typical of those who are having an affair, those who are um, having Ill- illicit sexual relationship with someone else. And it can help to just say, okay, if this is the M.O. modus operandi, uh, if this is what is uh, classic, in fact, of those who want to do what I call blame-shifting, if he can blame you, For whatever, it doesn't matter if you did it, whatever you're being blamed for or not, Um, it somehow enables him to feel um, guilt-free because he's not dealing with what is normal, what's reality. Um, And you need to experience that what you are experiencing is just basically a a control method and um, trying to control you to make it, everything is your fault. That way, the adulterer uh, can not feel as guilty as long as it works. I think the issue is uh, like, what do you do now? So, have you determined what you are going to do?
4: Uh, the Lord brings people into our lives um, mm-hmm. for different reasons, and He has brought th- three. Women into my life, and um, one is my is my spiritual uh, side. She, you know, she, she tells me that you know everything's going to be okay. You know, everything's going to be work work out in my favor. Um, you know, she's she's very. Encouraging, and mm-hmm. she she's been through a divorce, and it's it's very hard. She said, and to me, it almost feels like a death because when you've been with someone that long and then you lose them, you know, you di- it does it just it just feels like a death. And I've lost both of my parents and a sibling, so um, mm. it's you know, yes, it's horrible. And um, the the other friend of mine, she she always checks on me to make sure that I'm okay and, you know, what are you doing? And so she's taken me on outings for a day um, to kind of occupy my mind on something else. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, she's, she's like a sister uh, because... Mm. I'm the only girl in our in our family, um, so you know she she's there. I can talk to her about anything. Um, if I need money, she's helped me out with money uh, for gas or medicine. You know that I can't rely on my husband for. Um, so, you know, I I I really believe God does send people yes when it is everything's on his time and you know my my spiritual friend she says god will send you the right the right person the right lawyer that that you need and she she really she really believes that and mm-hmm. so you know i have the utmost of of faith and, and trust and belief in God, um, and I know he has my back, because he's had my back many a times, and he, mm-hmm. he's, he's proven that.
1: Um, Are so, you involved in a church?
4: Well, we were going to a church as a family. Uh, my husband will not take me uh, when they go on Sunday. Um, and he won't give me gas money to put gas in the vehicle to drive myself. So I haven't been going to church and I told him, I said, you know, why do you go to church? Because, you know, God frowns upon people that want to go to church and want to get to know God and, you know, Share that spiritual experience and, and you know, enlightenment, enlightenment, and love and the praise. I mean, just you know, how could you turn someone down yes. and 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 still feel good about yourself? I mean, I couldn't do that, but you know.
1: So you're saying your daughter goes with him to church, but he won't allow you to be with them? No. Nope. Hmm. Well, it's the first time I've heard that. Anything like I, that?
4: I, yeah. I had a lady tell me, um, she uh, actually talked to another lady. She was trying to help me get a lawyer. And, um, the lawyer that she had talked to, that lawyer says, that is the most bizarre things I've ever heard. That's like something you would see in a movie or hear happened in a movie. And she said, I hope half of what you're telling me is not true. I said, well, Mm -hmm. did you tell her it's true? And she said, yeah, Mm -hmm. I told her... Your ears would fall off of the things mm. that she will tell you. Yes. So I've just kind of turned it over to, like I said, to God and um, just wait and see what He, what He has in store for yes. me next.
1: Well, let me do this. I am um, going to send you what we call our keys—keys keys for living on divorce and there'll be a number of things that you will find helpful if you would like for us to talk again about what to do with the rejection we can definitely do that but i'm going to give you one particular scripture that um, will be a comforter a, a comfort for you isaiah 43 verse 2 says when you pass through the waters i will be with you the i is god the Lord himself. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. The whole point is, he is, as you allow him to be with you and yielding your will to the Lord's will uh, to give your life to Christ.
0: We will send our keys for living on divorce called Beginning Again from Brokenness. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. And we are able to do that because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. We thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.